August 1995 episode. This is my co-host Ben. Hello, I am not a pigeon. I am outside, and there's going to be a lot of noises going around. But it's like our early seasons. Um, I kind of get... like it. It's there's a nice there's a nice ambience to it. I think <laughs> there is. Yeah, um, I'm sure that pigeon actually just started up just there. <laughs> this is going to uh, be like one of those ads I keep getting. Um, calm. Yeah, this little podcast to put you to sleep. This is just the ASMR. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> sounds of nature. And in sport, <laughs> good night. This is the calm app with two douchebags talk about the nineties. Um, <laughs> thank you for your time, firstly, because you know we haven't got a lot of it these days. So thanks for joining us for this. Um, this is a good month uh, in some respects. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start doing at the start. It's like this is a good episode in some respects. <laughs> in a way. In a way. Um, but before we talk about 90s, we're going to talk about stuff that we've been doing um, that's not 90s related. It's called uh, Living in the Now. Uh, what have you been doing that's not 90s related, apart from like running to the finish line on getting all your 90s movies in the last two days? <laughs> Sometimes it's good to watch them closer <laughs> to the time. I was just like looking, at, like on on Letterbox, it shows like your recent, like your friends' recent reviews, and there's just like all oh, like what they've recently watched. And like there's just been like the last few days, like four movies that you guys have watched. <laughs> and the last thirty six hours, I mm-hmm. have watched four of them. Uh, was gonna go for a fifth, yeah. But um, I, uh, as you may recall, I asked you for the ending of a film, and I did not approve it, get, so I did not watch it. We'll get to that. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote. Um, <laughs> found found a uh, season uh, two, season two in the op shop, and uh, my lord, it's uh, talk about talk about something calming. You know, uh, there's probably some people that listen to this show, and I do it quite often. Like at work, someone will say, "Hey Ben, what's for dinner tonight?" And I'll tell them, and I won't ask them what's for dinner because sometimes I just forget to ask. Sometimes I don't need to know what someone what someone is having for dinner. And people might listen to this and go, why does Ben never ask Paul what he's watching and doing now? <laughs> this is why. Because I know you're watching Cheers or Picket Fences or Murder, She Wrote or Diagnosis Murder. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I haven't even got to that. <laughs> It'll come. Uh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in July or not, but we went and saw the Banshees of Inner Sharon. Was it good? It is good. Um, I spoke to a friend about it yesterday, and I realised I'm still quite upset about it. So I don't know why I brought it up. It seems um, it'll like, just make me sad. Yeah, I've heard it's a sad movie, and um, mm. yeah, I don't like. It's not one that I'm sort of going to go my way to watch at the cinema and stuff like. But um, yeah, when it comes out, I'll I'll be I'll be into it. I'd also um, suggest the Pale Blue Eye. Oh, okay, the... I've heard mixed things about that. Yeah, it is very much one of those, you know, is this worth it? If you watch it at home, it's very easy to get distracted. Mm. The first hour is like, uh, this is 
this is just a really blatant, boring murder mystery, but uh, it was it was worth the wild journey at the end. Is it Netflix here? Yes. Okay. Christian Bale the... being um, Alfred from The Prestige. I like how I like the movies where he's allowed to speak in his British accent. Um... I don't know what his accent was, <laughs> and Laura kept picking on it, but I feel like it's what was it, the eighteen thirties or something? Yeah. So, you know, there's still a crossover of, like, British and Americans that maybe don't have their accents yet. So, you, I, you can't be mad about it. You don't know what they would have sounded like. You don't know. There was no TV shows then. Leave them alone. Okay. Um, yeah. We went to the cinemas and we watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Because <laughs> we had our boys with us. <laughs> <laughs> and you loved it. I did. I did a lot. Um, had no idea John Mulaney was the, the voice of the bad guy in it. Um, it's a very, very colourful, very, very well-made movie. So, yeah, I think everyone... Um, even I, I'm not even going to say, if you've got kids, you're like, let's go see it yourself. It's actually like a really good time for like two hours. It's, it's decent. Me and my wife have been watching... She had never seen or she didn't remember Ocean's 12. And I think we've talked about this before, that you don't like it. But no. I, I implore you to watch it again because it's actually a really good movie. <laughs> mm. It's It's... Way understandable. Mm. Like I actually bumped my original score. I, I gave it like a three, and now it's about this up to four stars on Letterboxd. Whoa! Yeah, That's it's a very, lot of stars. It's very entertaining. Mm. Okay. I found it. I found it very, very good. Anyway, let's get into. Uh, um, I should be. I've been very generous with my stars lately, so maybe I'm just like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get back in the noise. Let's do the uh, events. We'll start a flight. Windows 95 got launched. I remember this because uh, my, my dad obviously being um, High Lord Counselor of the um, Computer Society of South Australia. <laughs> um, Did you guys queue up? <laughs> like, we'd have, like he'd have to queue. Oh, he probably, got, he like probably, a little preview of it. He probably got an advanced copy. <laughs> Bill Gates probably just like, you know, said, here, here Colin. <laughs> you, you got like a box sent to your house. Like, why is there 48 floppy disks in here? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's the future to, is coming. Time to boot it up. Um, Check in with me in nine hours' time. <laughs> nine hours would be like three days. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I remember the Windows ninety five. It had a my biggest thing. My biggest takeaway from this is unsurprisingly the fact that it got you got a free video of uh, Weezer doing Buddy Holly. Um, so yeah, there was that was included on the the little pack you got. So and I watched that clip like. So much because it's like you had a free one. Didn't have to wait till Rage. Didn't have to go yeah. through my VHSs. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I don't think they did this here, but I did send something to you last night, which I hope you had like a little peruse through. It, it is, is an hour. Um, so they thought that look, we're releasing Windows ninety five at the height of Friends Mania. Let's get Matthew Perry and Jennifer Aniston to do like, and it's actually called a cyber sitcom of them being introduced to Windows ninety five by. Another, by a lady. Um, did you watch any of it that I sent you? No. Okay. So the best part I, of I it, saw the length of it and thought, I'll come back to that later. The best part of it is this well, that I that I that I could see is this little um Okay, so to set this up, um they're in Bill Gates' office because that's 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 how you um learn how to use Windows ninety five and yeah, you go directly that, to there. That's um, where we all went, yeah. 
And there's a bit that's coming up. Job, spend some time looking at Windows 95. What do you know about the system? Uh, well, I dabble with the uh, old Windows a little mm. bit. Hmm. And you? Oh, I, I'm, I'm still uh, mastering Pong. Hmm. Sweetie, why don't Pong you sit terminal? Okay, so this is Bill Gates' computer. I mean, that is like using Wayne Gretzky's hockey stick. <laughs> How do Please you know? tell me someone says mainframe at some point. How do you know that Bill Gates had a um, spot in writing this without, without him saying that he had a spot in writing this? It's like, mm. make sure you say that sitting in my chair is like using Wayne Gretzky's hockey stick. No, um, Bill Gates said, what someone famous and something cool make yeah. it sound like that. Yeah, I like I like Jennifer Aniston's Pong reference. Like that's that'll be like right in the Gen X's <laughs> wheelhouse. Right oh yeah. There. Um, so yeah, that is the. Um, it's it is it, it, that goes for an hour if you want to have a go uh, on YouTube and there's a there's a few videos where that sort of like um, break it down. It is probably the cringiest thing that I saw this week. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was one take. They just did. They went in for one hour and that was it. <laughs> yeah, they still was like we're not doing two multiple takes of this shit. Um, yeah, they so there was a, there was a fun pack that went with it. So that had um yeah uh, it had a video, music video. Do you remember Edie Brickell? From last year, no. you like? Oh, yeah, I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The really sad singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a video of her <laughs> singing a song. There's a video of Weezer's Buddy Holly, and there's also um, a trailer for the 1995 film Rob Roy <laughs> and the oh, computer God. game, the computer game Hover. Which I must like. You know, people getting Windows 95 is like, wait, I get two videos, a trailer for a movie that's already been released. And a free game? Well, Windows 95. <laughs> you spoil me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It was, I mean, it, was... it would have been a spoiling at the time. Like like yeah. you said, this, your Wazer videos would have been very exciting for you. Yeah. Um, so, one million copies were sold, were shipped in, in four days. It's a really, really big seller. So, yeah. Good, good times for Windows. I also believe they got paid. I'm trying to find out. I think they got paid like a million each. That sounds correct. Oh no, no, they there was there was some dispute about that. Um, apparently, someone said it was, it's kind of like very close to the Sam Smith debacle in South Australia at the moment. If you're local, um, uh, some people say they got paid like three to five million. Like, um, but Windows came and said like, oh, it's probably closer to like one million each. Yeah. So, but there, there was like, how much did you pay these people to, to do this? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, that's a lot of, that's a that's a big that's a big hunk of cheese back then. Yeah, and they are not earning every cent of it. Let's go on. Uh, oh, so <laughs> let's go on uh, to let's go on to Australian politics because uh. well not 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 the boring side, the one that shows how stupid uh, right wing and conservative uh, politicians are. Start with Noel Crichton Brown. Um, he was fired. <laughs> oh, he was a a Western Australian politician, a conservative politician. Um, he was at uh, so they did a, apparently they did a, a vote and this um it, within within the the house and a TV reporter was there and he said to her because she, she was she basically said like oh, I'm going to tell people in my article like who you voted for. Noel Crichton said to her. I will screw your tits off if you report how no. I voted at a party conference. And when she said to him, well, it was my job to report <laughs> the news, 
He said, would you like to have sex tonight? Write that down. <laughs> My God. And then he was, uh, he was sacked. My God. Did, <laughs> was, was that like a Mrs. Potato Head he was talking to? No, no. <laughs> oh. that was a, I just a, picture someone unscrewing boobs off of her body. Yeah, it was like just it's like a puzzle piece. What's I don't even know what that I don't know what that the the that that threat is. It's just fucking weird. Um, so yeah, he was expelled by the Liberal Party after that, which you know <laughs> was the least that they could do. Um, it probably should have been. Uh, I mean, the, he he didn't. I mean, he was still good. He like I believe he went um, and became like an independent, and like, I'm sure he's still around today, like just doing the same fucking thing. Ah, uh, so he should be because you know all he did was pay that lady a compliment and ask for intercourse. That's all right. You can ask for it. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> oh, we're fucking awful. Um, so the Labor Party also came out and said, like, hey. There's this um this is this, this is like so conservative and right wing like there's, there was a group in Australia called the League of Rights, which is kind of like it reminded me of like you know how there's like that Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan and shit like that they just like try to like to build themselves up to like more than what they are which is just a racist piece of shit. Anyway, hmm. there's a there's a right wing um, organization called the League of Rights where there was a few Labor MPs that would um would align themselves and, and speak at their conferences and stuff like that. There was one in particular in Kalgoorlie um, in Northern Territory called Graham Campbell, who, um, he was a big anti-immigration guy. Uh, and he basically, he spoke at one of their, um, uh, he spoke at one of their uh, meetings. Um, he also, he affiliated himself with the Australians Against Further Immigration Organisation. Uh, they've, they're also in line, obviously, with, like, One Nation and that sort of thing. Um, spoke at a few of their rallies. This is a Labour cabinet. This is, they're supposed to be, like, a little bit more centre to the left. They're not supposed to have, like, these hardline conservatives in there, um, really, when you think about it. But, yeah, he was basically told, you can't you can't talk to these people anymore because they're awful. And he's like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to run as an independent. And they're like, okay, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> he went along, do you remember the Australia First Party? Uh, yeah, are they not still going? I think they're gone, but like uh, he okay. he, cre- he created that, um, oh. uh, and then like um, they they got they kind of got beaten by one nation. There's like these two <laughs> these two right wing little small parties going together, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, so um, a lot of I don't want to say it's clever, but it's almost clever the way like the confusion people would have had back then. Australia first, one nation, these sorts of things that. There's a lot of people that wouldn't be anti-immigration, but would be like, oh, yeah, I'm Australian. Australia first. Yeah, we're one nation. That yeah. sounds good. You are, yeah. we are, we are Australia. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, not? Oh, not, not them, though. Oh, just, just us. Okay. No, no, no one yeah, else. all right. <laughs> we're full. <laughs> yeah. Go back it's... to Russia. Oh, man. It's, it's just, um... He's, he's like with all these affiliations to like these like or oh he also he was um a staunch opposer of Marbo, um and also had uh, that's not a, a vibe is it a great interest in um like uranium and nuclear testing I'm like he's a Bond villain <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's just he's just like all sorts of evil it's just amazing um but yes uh he is. I think he's still around. I don't know if he's in um in politics, but I think he's still. Uh, yep, he's still he's he's still around. Oh well. 
Um, not much longer. <laughs> uh, in, in That's the, not a threat. Not much longer. Yeah, the pubs in the UK were allowed to stay open up until 7.30 on a Sunday afternoon for the first time. So uh, these were laws that were in since the world since World War II. Um, they just, you know, um, even... As if they were sh- even open on a Sunday. That's disgusting. I think you could have like a pint after church and that's about it. <laughs> and then uh, the, the, even the uh, the bottleos were were closed, and any supermarkets, so or in the UK supermarkets actually sell alcohol in them, uh, which I can't believe hasn't become a thing here. Like that's, that's really weird that it's not more widespread. I know the few few boutique ones that do it, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of happy that they don't do it here. Um, so they used to have a tarp that they pulled over the section, so you couldn't. So even if you're in the supermarket, you're buying your um, wheat bix, and you're like, oh, I want to get some beer. You couldn't buy it on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, it was just like weird. This, yeah, it's just like these arbitrary like UK laws. So they lifted it, and um, everyone got, got drunk. drunk. Yeah, I suppose on a Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, and everyone took one Monday off. Um, so the Grateful Dead guitarist Jerry Garcia died. Um, was a big thing at the time. Obviously, Grateful Dead was still. I think they're still touring up until like a few months before his death. Um, yeah, and then. Kiss performed at MTV Unplugged, and Paul Stanley said to Ace Frehley and Peter Chris, you should come along too. We're not wearing our makeup. Ace Frehley, you probably should be wearing your makeup. <laughs> um, mm. And uh, they performed um, a couple of songs, and then that led to their reformation in 1996 of the full band back uh, <sighs> in their makeup. And, and yeah. it's still going. I think they're finished now. I think they're they're nearly done. Mm. I don't think they're John Farnaming, Farnaming this one. I think they're going to actually stop. That would be nice. I think Gene's tongue's going to fall out of his face. That would also be nice. <laughs> Just become sentient, then it's going to strangle him. I don't know, to be fair, about the rest of them, um, but I hate Gene so much, and everyone should. He's a terrible yeah, person. He's a terrible person. I, I, I believe Paul's not too bad. I don't know if there's like a lot of skeletons in his closet. Um... And a, oh, I'm sure there's heaps of skeletons, but I think he keeps to himself a lot better. And there's yeah. not an outward dickhead. Yeah. I think he's a bit of a, from what I've heard, he's like a bit of a, um, I don't think he drinks and stuff like that, which is really weird because he had like a lot of songs about drinking. But I don't think he was like a really big, I think he was like pretty straight. Like, is it just a businessman? Is it like just a business enterprise to him? But yeah, um, we need to talk to Mark here no more. But uh, that's all That's all I got. Oh. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to sport. What a legend. What a champion. No, it's been a marvellous game here. Back of the net. Championship curling on CBC. Uh, I didn't do any murders before your sport today. You should say thank <laughs> There actually wasn't any murders today. I mean, Jerry Garcia died, which was sad. He was murdered by um, wife. Yeah. <laughs> By Father Time. <laughs> By Father Time. <laughs> Let, let's let's pick up the mood. And your so- talk your about... solos have gone on for too long, Mr. Garcia. Oh. It's time for you to die. <laughs> you know, I still haven't even got into the Grateful Dead. Don't. But I guess it's too late. Yeah. All right. Um, let's. We'll kick it off with a bang for the U.S. Open. Hey. 
tennis. Um, I'm not going to tell you what happened, though, because it ended in September. So oh, okay. come back next month. I recently just saw a, uh, I saw a picture. It was like for 1996, there was a, uh, a streaker at Wimbledon. I'm like, ah, oh, make a mental note of that. Talk about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but the... the, the uh, I, everyone, if you want to go on, a, on Instagram, there's a page called History Photographed. And their recent, most recent posters of a streaker are uh, Wimbledon in 1996. And they do a, like a close-up of um, one of the tennis players... <laughs> faces as he's looking at her and it's amazing it's like he's never seen a naked woman before <laughs> hopefully we will have that image oh we will <laughs> that'll be my new image for the podcast <laughs> uh my my second sport is the we talked about this last year maybe the year before okay. the universiade or universiad remember mm-hmm. that yes sure the University Olympics. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was stupid. Yep. Um, that also ended in September, but September 3rd. So we'll, we'll call it August. There was 162 nations. For university. And where was it being this. held? This was in Japan Ooh. this time around. Um, and they so had, just... what was the, what's the mascot? Uh, <laughs> a unicorn. Oh, man. I do like a unicorn. I do like a mascot. Have you got a picture of him? No, they haven't put one up, but I will go and find it, and you will see it. Yep. Um, again, as I'm sure happened last time, United States won the medal count, but a bit. They um they were level on gold with Japan, so pretty good effort, Japan, okay. who finished with 64 medals, but America at 69. 69. <laughs> 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 Um, just quickly in the AFL, uh, we're not at the finals yet. We have one round to go, but Richmond defeated Collingwood, uh, almost ending their finals hopes, uh, it knocked them out of the top eight and they were battling out with Melbourne and Brisbane the following week to see who would make it. So okay. suck on that, Magpie fans. Uh, all right. Up to the North in England town. Leeds United started off the month undefeated. I found the I found the mascot. <laughs> oh, is it a good, is it a good mascot? Uh, I think they may have um, asked a, a reception class to come up with ideas for a unicorn. And they're like, "Yes, we will use that one." I'm just sending it to you now. Um, that looks like a Nickelodeon character. It looks. I mean, that's a little pin, so that doesn't really count, does it? Well, that's I'm the sure only image look... I could find in, in, in the, in the yeah, time yeah. that you'll talk about football. <laughs> okay, no, there's another one, and it does look like a child has drawn it. Okay, cool. Awesome. But, you know, it's, mm. it's wholesome. Yeah. Kind of. It's just... Oh. That that character could have had its own TV show. It's a plushie, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's it's okay. It's all right. All right. Uh, Sorry, you were talking so, about... Um, uh, uh, I, I was talking about Leeds United undefeated start to the year. Uh. Yeah, okay, cool. Good news. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to mention this oh, okay. uh, because he recently was, not recently, uh, at the time was released from prison Okay. Uh, after serving time for uh, bad things. Tyson. Uh, but Mike Tyson there made his return <laughs> and knocked the shit out of someone in 89 seconds. That's right. He'll be going back this soon. Yeah, so he's he seemed <laughs> he's nearly, he's, like he's, nearly he's doing well. 
it's nearly it's nearly the uh, ear biting incident. I'd say. Yeah, uh, I think we're a couple of years away. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure it will come around soon. He will not become a section. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, have no, you got anything else not. under your tree? I do. Um, just just quickly because I found this quite funny. Um, we'll finish in baseball land. Uh, the Dodgers nice. were winning. They're up 2-1 in the ninth. They It was... You know how you don't think it's a real thing, but they do have theme nights at stadiums? Yes. And they gave everyone baseballs, like mm-hmm. <laughs> commemorative baseballs. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think there was like a bad call or something. The player got ejected. I don't know. Baseballs just rained down on the field. And the <laughs> Dodgers, who were playing at the home stadium against the Cardinals, were up 2-1 in the ninth, had to forfeit and Jesus. lost the game because their fans ruined it. You got to get a video of that. I think there is a couple. I'm sure it's not as spectacular as it sounds, but I will find something. Veteran player Whitey Ford coming to the crowd. <laughs> That's gonna... <laughs> you can call them Whitey Whackers. <laughs> um, I will finish up in the fields. Daryl! Daryl! Because the Yankees mm-hmm. purchased Daryl Strawberry's con- contract oh. from Columbus... And he went on to help the Bronx Bombers win the World Series next year. Ah, gave him all so cocaine. he's he's hanging around. <laughs> so hey, he's not you, giving up on his dream yet. You guys want to like run really really fast? <laughs> We've got some stuff we can try. <laughs> also, the Bronx Bombers. Oh man, sounds like mm. a sounds like a street gang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just he just he was just an enforcer for a streak. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Daryl Strawberry staying over me? <laughs> um cool. Alright, so let's move on to film. Uh okay. This we've this is film. Um we have Babe Bushwhacked, something to talk about, virtuosity. Dangerous Minds, A Kid in King Arthur's Court, A Walk in the Clouds, Mortal Kombat, Desperado, Lord of Illusions, and Jeffrey. So let's just go through. Like, so what, what did you watch? Uh, what were you for? I, I watched the three same as you. I did Mortal Kombat, Dangerous Minds, and Virtuosity, but I also managed to watch Jeffrey. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I, I watched uh, <laughs> Lord of Illusions and something to talk about. I'd seen Babe and Bushwhacked sometime in the last year with the boys, so I didn't bother watching them again. I didn't um, think I'd want to watch Babe, although it was very, very cute, and I think I might like it. Um, just quickly, they used 48 pigs on that film, which is gross. Uh, pet pig sales increased after the film, uh, which also seemed silly, but pork sales plummeted. So Nice. That's something. So all we have to do is like do a cute movie about every single animal and move. <laughs> like go, oh, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, For yeah, babe's bit. babe's yeah. good. Like I mean, I I used to watch that. Was, that was my my eldest son's um, favorite movie for a bit. So I've watched that quite a few times. The bit at the end where he's dancing for the pig to to cheer him up is probably one of my favorite scenes in a child's movie ever. Um, yeah, and bushwhacked. I remember when we watched it. 
um, quite a lot more adult than I remember it being. <laughs> um, if you ever don't know that, so, um, it's about a uh, Daniel Stern plays pretty much um, his role from Home Alone, <laughs> but without without a, a, an accomplice. Um, and he he's not he's a fugitive on the run, and he takes over a um, like a Boy Scout group and takes him out into the wilderness. Um, but there's a there's a couple of bits where they they ask him um, about sex, and I believe his response is not great. <laughs> They got two two dolls, and I think he's just smashing them together. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. I wish I had watched it because I do love Daniel Stern, but yeah, I just it's it's also I think I think it's harder to find now. I think I I got it because I I threw it at Op Shop and we found one of those five five kids movies in one pack, and I was like, oh, three three out of two ain't bad. (laughs) I'll get that. Were the other four actually kids movies? It was Dunstan checks in. I remember that because that, that was the reason nice. I got it. Yeah, because you know, come on, Dunstan. Um, but yeah, I also watched Lord of Illusions. Um, uh, I that was a um, it's a Clive Barker film. He actually directed this. Um, it it's it is very hell hellraiserous. There is a lot of flesh. Again, <laughs> um, Kruger from. Uh, <laughs> From Seinfeld, you know Kruger? Oh, yeah. yeah. He plays the bad guy in this. He's like one of the biggest roles I've ever seen him in. He plays like his cult leader that's also like, um, he's a, he's basically like a wizard. Um, it's a very, very weird... I actually watched this like quite a while ago, but like, um, there's a there's a few like really, really gory bits. Like, Clyde Barker was just basically allowed to do whatever he fucking wanted, and apparently there's like a couple of different versions that's even gorier. Um, uh, stars... Um, the guy from uh, Quantum Leap, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, oh yeah, yeah, another one. Yeah, I he actually, he's actually really good. He's like, I, I think he 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 he's uh, better. <laughs> like, I think he's actually like a, a really decent actor. I don't know why. I think maybe the, the, maybe that's just the Quantum Leap of it all. Like, uh, maybe people just like, oh, you, you just you just relegated to TV forever. But yeah, he's actually really good in this. So, am I um, glad I didn't watch it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's also went for, like, way too long. I think it's, like, it's, it's cl- very close to two, two hours. Um, I, yeah. I did love that about this month. Everything was under an hour 44. Yeah, it, like, the rest really of nice. yeah. Um, there's also, what else did I watch that you haven't seen? Oh, let's all, I'll just quickly talk about something to talk about, um, which you didn't want to watch. So, the, the film that he didn't want to watch I watched, because... I watched the trailer. Yeah. And then I I knew about the plot. I watched the trailer, and then when halfway through, and like the the tail twists to where I don't want it to twist, and I messaged you and said, "Did she go back?" Yeah. So basically, what happens is um, <laughs> Julia Roberts is married to Dennis Quaid. Um, he cheats on her, and and then she finds out that quite he's openly, not... according to the trailer. Yeah, and also, but then also, like you realize that he hasn't just just hit her with like one person. <laughs> left in a few um and she does what she should do she like she basically just like kicks him to the curb and he's and he's very sad um there's a bit where <laughs> she makes him something to eat and like spikes it with um something that she knows that he's like allergic to and there's like a there's like a i don't know i, I would say like an american pie-esque vomit scene in this like very serious sort of dramedy with Julia Roberts and, and Dennis Quaid, and it's just, it's really out of place. I don't know who said like this needs more vomit. Um, <laughs> the best um, thing about this movie is Kara Sedgwick, and 
Whoever thought to put oh. Clara Cedric and Julia Roberts' sisters bang on, like they look, they look like their sisters. And Clara mm. <laughs> Cedric, a um, couple of times, Dennis Quaid is up to me and wants to talk to her, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I just want you to pass on a message, and she's, she said, like, I'll lick it, stamp it, and gives it to someone who gives a fuck. <laughs> it's amazing, um, and she also kicks him in the gro- kicks him in the. Um, she kicks him in the nuts and says, the cheating shitbags here. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, and there's like, then the, the, the one thing that's amazing is that uh, she basically, Julie Roberts finds out that Dennis Quaid slept with um, people who are on the, uh, I believe they're on like a school PCA sort of board. And she's at yep. a meeting and they basically say, has anyone got any other business? And she stands up and she's like, I just want to ask, who here has my husband not fucked? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is in the trailer it's, yeah yeah it's and um but then that starts a chain reaction of her basically calling out all the women in the room that have cheated on other women in the room and it starts this whole thing like the entire community then finds out like that all their husband husbands are like dirt bags she even finds out that her dad played by robert duvall cheated on her mum um and it's just yeah. it's just a weird tone of the movie because then it like at the at the end they're they're a family of like show jumpers like of on horses mm. and yeah it's like it, it, it then turns into a horse movie for a bit and then they <laughs> then at the end there's a party and dennis quaid dances with julia roberts and she says all right i'll go back with you 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 sly old dog and then <sighs> that's so disappointing yeah it's, a, it's and a, again this was this was the start of the 90s for as i recall a lot of the films i watched you know, that I liked as a kid, looking back on them, it was white man does bad, white man comes good, white man gets good. That's that's all that happened. And it's really sad that it's still still going on. Yeah, I, this one's, I, it's one of those ones that's like, Julia Roberts had no business being in this. Like, she was, at this point, I think she she could have basically started picking and choosing what she wanted to do. And then like, like she does, there's a lot of misfires during the 90s with her. Like she, yeah. for every good movie, I I guarantee there's like about three shitty ones that she did. Um, uh, let's go on to one that's kind of similar then. Um, okay. Jeffrey. Okay, I wonder what uh, this has got Patrick Stewart in it. It does. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's he's good. Like no one's. It's just really weird. Um, got, got the guy from Wings in it, yeah. I think so. I've never watched it. Um, it has. <laughs> It has a lot of people in it that should not be in it. I don't know <laughs> if because this was like an off-Broadway play origi- initially. Oh, okay. And the guy sense. wrote it for the screen. Um, the cameos in this, the the guy from Alias, I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> Sigourney is Weaver be... is in it. Oh, really? Kathy Naomi is in it. Okay. Nathan Lane. Oh, of course. Kevin Nealon. <laughs> Okay. And Olympia Dukakis. Hey. And Jeff Ross. But, you She's, know. Um, yeah. Olympia Dukakis it's, is a lot of 90s movies. This is basically singles, but for the gay New York man. Okay. Um, but it's just, I don't know how to get across how weird it is. At one point, so he goes to this gym. Oh, so it's about this guy called Jeffrey. He's gay. He's in New York. Um, it starts off with him having sex with Dr. Taub from house and he goes, oh shit, it broke. And Taub freaks out. It's like, what do you mean it broke? 
He's like, oh, it's fine. It's it, it's fine. He's like, what do you mean? It, it broke. And he freaks out because the condom broke because it's the 90s and AIDS is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a montage of him trying to sleep with people and how difficult it is. He's like, here's the last time I got blood tests. One guy's like, let's just cuddle. This little two-minute montage of just him trying to get laid and it being too hard. So he says, I'm not going to have sex anymore. Okay. I'm going to find something else. I'm going to go to the gym and work out. So then suddenly he's at the gym and he's working out. And this very, very sexy Casey Jones comes up and spots him <laughs> when he does weights, puts his balls in his face. Okay. And then after his little set, he goes, can I kiss you? Because apparently they're just at like some erotic gym where as soon as you've done your exercise, you get it on. <laughs> okay. But then right as they kiss, it cuts to a movie theater with two guys, one being Jeffrey Ross going, gross and two girls going oh and then it cuts back to jeffrey okay yeah so, so is it is a movie within a movie that's the only time that happens what the fuck? he does he does occasionally he'll pause the set and he'll talk to the camera uh he does often talk to the camera i think do you like that? at one point talks to the camera do you like that because, because uh, me and me and my son were watching Ferris Bueller. He was watching it for the first time, and in that movie, it works because, like, I think it adds to like the the story and the narrative and and, and the and the comedy sort of thing. But I, it became like a real big thing of like, let's pause this and talk to the camera or like, you know, have a voiceover. Um, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes it really doesn't work. It definitely did not work in this instance, right? Because uh, it's. It's just such. Uh, all I wanted to say is like this movie is so fucking weird. Um, it's kind of cute in places, but mostly it's just a shambles of annoyance of stories going back and forth. It's basically the the gym guy says, "Hey, I want to go out with you, but you should know I've, I'm HIV positive." So then Jeffrey's like, "Ugh, no, see you later. I'm not having sex with people." But then he's like, oh, I really like this guy because we spoke twice and now I just want to have sex with him. Yeah. Um, it was, I should say, written by a gay person. So it's not, you know, it, it seems ridiculous and all gay men want is sex and that's their focus. But it was written by a gay man. So if that's that's his viewpoint. Yeah, that's his viewpoint. If, if that's his experience, yeah. Um, so Steve moves on, finds a new boyfriend. Uh, and then... Patrick Stewart's boyfriend, Darius, uh, who's 90s Zachary Quinton. Uh, <laughs> he he falls down the stairs at this elaborate party. Right. And he's like, it's fine. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. Um, he's just, you know, just not feeling well. And then apparently it's a few weeks later, he has a brain hemorrhage and dies. Okay. Um, the, the movie moves along quite quickly, which you don't realize at the time because it's just, you know, it's in the neck. No. Oh, good. Um, his boyfriend comes back as an angel and he says <laughs> to Jeffrey, um, go dancing, live your life, don't waste it, experience things. Um, and it was like, I'll be honest, I got a little bit sad. Like it was yeah. kind of moving like Jeffrey wells up and he's like, yeah, no, I need to to let go of my fears and just experience what I want to experience. So he goes back to fucking Steve to try and woo him. And Steve gets annoyed 
And he's like, oh, this guy dumped me two months ago now anyway, so maybe I should just have sex with you. And then he's got this little candle at dinner and he says to Steve, promise me you'll never get sick. And he goes, I promise. He goes, promise me you'll never die. He's like, I promise I'll never die. And then Jeffrey goes, you liar. And then Steve gets angry and gets up. Um, Jesus Christ. But I think Jeffrey was joking and then they get it on and everything's fine. And that's, and that's the end? Yeah. It's not a bad film. It's just very weird. It's like I, the first thing I said in the first five minutes, Laura's like, this is like bad singles. And she said, do you think singles is good? And I said, I think it's better than this. <laughs> do you think singles is um, good? And it, like, it, was, it was cute. It had its little moments. Um, it's he's, nice he's to see there's a mid. He even kind of looks like a Campbell Scott a little bit. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't know. Like, virtuosity. Let's talk about that. I like. And again, I haven't. I I watched this um quite a while ago. Um, and like before recording this, so I don't remember it like ironclad. I do remember like my favorite scene being at the start when they're in like a Japanese restaurant, and they just basically tra- trash the place. Uh, um, but the, the I'm trying to remember like. A way to there's, explain. There's nothing worth remembering in this film. Yeah, Russell Crowe, like so <laughs> Denzel Washington is an ex-con who is then wired up into like some sort of like VR. Uh, um, Denzel Washington is a convict who is an yeah. ex-police officer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's it, they basically get him to Matrix into like <laughs> into like a VR game or VR world basically, and they're looking for Russell Crowe. Who is like, I can I I can only assume like something's gone rogue. <laughs> the the plot line to it is they took the minds of 160 something serial killers and put them into this VR brain. Mm. I don't know why. And then it was his job to go and find him and kill him. Yeah. I don't know what the point of that was. I don't know if this was to try and help them in the I think they kind of tried to explain it, but I think this is supposed to help them in the outer world catch serial killers and murderers. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, I do like the uh, like the when they're in the VR's hyper world, everyone's sort of wearing the same suits, and it's it's kind of cool. Like some of the some of the effects like for that time were pretty good. Uh, Russell Crowe's Russell Crowe is not bad as a bad guy. Like it, like I think he's like this is this is his first major um, Hollywood one. Like his big breakout would be LA Confidential in '97. Um, but I think he does all right here. Denzel Washington, I don't think wanted to do this. <laughs> I don't know whether he's like fully on board. I think he might've got half explained to him while he's eating dinner one night. It's like, all right, I'll be in it. And then we, when he was shopping set, he's like, ah, oh, I should have listened more. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of people have like some sort of like weird love for this movie. I think it's definitely the reviews on letterbox are ridiculous. The amount of three stars and more that this got. Yeah, I I don't know. And also, like, it's I mean, terrible. It's uh, it's definitely in line with like uh, like it's like we've seen a lot in '95 so far as like this, this uh, futuristic. Got to use um, CGI a bit more, but we don't really know how to use that, and it doesn't look very good. But we think it looks good, so we're just gonna release it. Yeah, I know it's been a couple months since I watched Johnny Mnemonic, but yeah, that's right. This thought, yeah. This film made Johnny Mnemonic and its Dr. Dolphin hero look like Matrix 4. Um, let's talk about Dangerous Minds. Uh, let's get some um, 
let's get some white savior in here um i think it's okay i i know like we've sort of talked about that before and i think that's like this definitely is one of the the leading movies in um white person comes into like a disadvantaged neighborhood and like turns it all around um i don't know it's army intelligence meets sister act yeah (laughs) um i don't know that we should like completely discount michelle pfeiffer though in this because i think she is really good in this movie like i think she's very good she feels she 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 looks like she cares about what's going on um i don't know whether they thought it was going to be like the big thing like i i remember like this and higher learning were like the two sort of um movies sort of dealing with this like there were some of the major ones dealing with this at the time and it's like they both kind of didn't get the point <laughs> but they you know they tried um high learning obviously probably being a lot better than, than this one um so if you never I don't know. if you never seen it uh so Michelle Pfeiffer she's an ex um marine is she i feel like she lied on her resume to get this job <laughs> um i'm not saying she's not a, a marine but i i feel like she lied ex- quite a lot on her resume just to land the job because it she seems shocked that yeah they wanted her and then uh, George Desunder, who um, uh, ex uh, Law and Order alum, is a teacher at an inner city school, um, and he gets her a. It was supposed to be a, a like a temporary teaching job, but they said, "Oh, there's a there's a full time position here," and she's like, "Yeah, I'll take that." And she's teaching um, uh, well literature to this class. They don't really tell her that the class is like the worst in the school stuff. You know what else they don't really cover? They make it so. I'm pretty sure most high schools are like this, where you don't have one teacher the entire time. No. And she goes to one of their parents' house at one point and says, I'm your kid's second period teacher. Yeah. What is she doing for the rest of the time? Just, you know, just sitting there. (laughs) She's like so crazily attached to these kids in this class and helping them. You see them once a day. This time, this time around, watching, I was like, "Yeah, like you should be be going. You should be going to at least like three different classes if you're teaching literature." Um, you, yeah, like <laughs> you shouldn't just be like so invested for like one for one lesson a day. I get twenty four grand a year to teach these eighteen kids once a day for forty yeah. minutes, and then it goes on to like it does get very army intelligence where like she teaches them poetry and stuff like that, and then she sort of gets involved in their lives and um, is that. She the, oversteps a lot of boundaries. What's that one? The one big bad guy? Is it Miguel? Emilio. Um, Emilio, sorry. He's so um, fucking bad. <laughs> he knows it too. Um, he's got a leather jacket. He's very cool. Um, but yeah, I remember like you see half this movie in the uh, the clip for Gangster, <laughs> Gangster's Paradise. But I think uh, my, my, the Which biggest Which opens crime... the movie, by the way. Which is an yeah. incredible way to start a film. The biggest crime of this movie... And I mentioned it, me and my wife watched it last year. I watched it, rewatched it again this year. The nachos? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they go out for nachos, her and George Desunder, and they take like two bites and then they leave this into this huge I took a photo of it. It is ridiculous it's... how big this plate of nachos is. And they just leave it there. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, and I bet that was just like an entree. Like, here's a five dollars starter plate of nachos for you to pick at before your dinner comes out. <laughs> also, in that moment, um, he's talking about one of his students complaining about a test. Did you hear yeah. that bit? Oh yeah, yeah. 
the student says this question is culturally biased against me <laughs> and he's like yeah and he's, he's just like, like Shaq and blue chips yeah and he also and he, and he starts um laughing he's like i'm gonna give him a pass for that <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it i can't help it what did, what did you give it i think it was like two and a half mm. that seems like you didn't like it very much i had never seen this before like ever i've only seen the music video and i know that it's supposed to be really good and i know it's cheesy i know Amelia can't act i know that it's very unrealistic and stupid and not a good look for people of color oh when they go but... to the, the high-end restaurant yeah <laughs> that's fucking stupid <laughs> so much of it is stupid but i just i couldn't help but like it uh oh let's let's finish off with um i tried to watch walk in the clouds and it was just very long and boring and but you know keanu uh there's also look i try I, I thought i had a copy of desperado and i didn't and i didn't and i was i was thinking about watching it and i remember the last time i watched it wasn't i think the, the reason i got rid of my copy was that i was like yeah it's not that like it's fine it's fine. I know a lot of people will be like going as if this is like you know one of the biggest uh, movies of the night of 1995. That's fine if you like it. That's awesome. Um, I don't know. I do like. I I was all films, set to but, watch it. Yeah, I was going to, and I kind of wanted to. Then I realized that I didn't watch El Mariachi, so I was like, oh, it seems a bit silly to get halfway through a trilogy. I don't think there's. <laughs> I don't like. There's probably not a lot that I need to know going into it, but it just. It was a I good excuse the, to watch it. This one was like a big one for cameos too, because I think Tarantino's in there, Buscemi's in there. Um, yeah, like it's this is when he sort of, um, you know, I think in a couple of years' time is when From Dust Till Dawn comes out. So like, he's is Olympia sort of, is Olympia Dukakis in it though? I, I believe she actually is. Um, oh. <laughs> the stunt the stunt double is Nathan Lane in it. For, and yeah, I think he's a stunt double for Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and Selma Hayek's is Olympia Dukakis. <laughs> I should have actually mentioned just quickly back on Jeffrey. Nathan Lane plays a very horny priest, and he tries he to sleep Nathan, with Jeffrey. He plays Nathan Lane. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to sleep with Jeffrey in the church. And look, usually we we save our last movie talk for like the one that we thought was the best, but like I don't know, like this one just. But we did. Okay. <laughs> It's about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah. Every time I watch this, I I think my my teenage sense of like this is gonna be great just comes in, and then like within ten minutes, I'm like, oh no, I've seen this like multiple times. This is awful. Yeah. It is awfully. Good. It's really hard to <laughs> pay attention to the whole way through. Like I wanted to, I wanted to like it, I wanted to watch it and give it my full attention. But every now and then, I'm like, uh, and hey, if, song again. if you're only, if your only sort of um, comparison is Street Fighter, then this is a great movie. Um, but Oof, I don't know. <laughs> then um, you got uh, the the teacher from Billy Madison as uh, Sonya. <laughs> it just made me it made me laugh a bit more. Having just watched it recently. <laughs> <laughs> um I do like uh the Johnny Cage um guy. He plays him just as you'd expect he would. Um mm-hmm. I've the best bit is is Christopher Lambert as um Raiden though. <laughs> Where's he from? What's he doing? Is, are you? I'm like you never really see Raiden in the game, but I don't think he was wiped. 
<laughs> white and well, white and from what country? White and talking like this all the time. White and talking like this. Wait, what is he like? I, yeah, what what is his accent? He's from the outer realm. He doesn't have an accent. <laughs> um, I reckon Goro looked pretty good. Yeah, Goro looks really good. That's yeah. super impressive. Laura said she was looking this up for me because I don't have to do research. Um, <laughs> was that a seven or nine puppeteers working that thing? Right. And it like was, it was a big job. I'm glad they didn't like make it CGI because the CGI in this movie is not very good. <laughs> no, those little alien things that run around. Oh man, uh, the, the souls. You got Jax. Um, oh, you've got. You mean, um, wait. Oh, not Jax. Um, you got uh, Kano. Kano. Uh, played Otherwise, by... Aussie British Kurt Russell. Yeah. Who well, I think he, I think he died. Um, he was in a few oh, movies. Okay. Oh. He was in the X Files episode. Of course, he uh, was. in season. Is six. he is he British or Australian? I believe he's British, okay. but he plays a lot of Australian characters. Because the accent is British, but it's also that kind of British of like a. Hey, mm. I thought he was going for Australian in this one. <laughs> yeah, because in the new one, the guy is Australian and he just plays Australian. Ugh, that new one. He's he's terrible. Um. I will still. Think, I, I still think that the the inexplicable change of uh, setting to the forest with um, Scorpion, you know how it's like they just suddenly in a forest. Yeah, that like Luke Kang is always fighting someone in the sand in a circle, and then yep. Johnny Cage appears in the forest. That forest looks like, amazing. Was he just going for a walk? Yeah, but like this, the, this the placement of the trees and all that stuff, and like this just looks really. That's oh, incredible. Then. And then when you see Scorpion come in, like, that's probably one of the best fight scenes, in my opinion, of any movie. Like, it's just like, and it's because, like, that's what everyone wanted to see. They wanted to see Scorpion say, get over here. That was, I didn't mind that. Like, it, it was it was cool. It was cool all the time. It's still okay. But it's completely ruined when Johnny Cage is up on a different level and Scorpion, instead of saying, get over here, his one of two catchphrases, Yeah, he says come down here <laughs> no that's not what he says he says regardless of where you are scorpion says get over here or come here there's one that there's a small he does angry. a shorter one the more informal come here um and i, I look i love i love a sub-zero um yeah i put really the greatest uh, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen Annihilation, like the second one. So um, apparently that's one of the worst movies I've ever made. So Yeah, it is not as good as this. Uh, 1998, I believe, when it comes out. So. Um, the facial expressions throughout this film <laughs> are worth it alone. Especially, <laughs> um, what's his name? Shang, Shang Su? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> very <laughs> He's emotive. Yeah. He comes back. He, He's in... Um... A really serious series called The Man in the High Castle, like I, that I was really into. But all I could, rem- all I could remember was him being Shang Tsung <laughs> or Shang Tsung, and I'm like, oh man, everything you say is just now. You should be doing it with those like the eyebrows being like way up in your head and just <laughs> over. I wonder like. if he was like ah uh, to to be on set for the direction of this film. Oh, this direction. Like- this film. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the director. Let's talk about Paul W. S. Anderson. Uh the the proto Michael Bay. Um he he he'll give us uh Resident Evil, he'll give us Event Horizon, 
Um, he'll, yeah, I, I, I'm no fan of Paul W.S. Anderson, but uh, a lot of people are. Um, he's, he's very obvious <laughs> about what he's yeah. doing, which is fine. You know, you, when you go to a Paul W.S. Anderson film, you, you, you know what you're going to get. But yeah, it's. Um, Having said that, for a, a movie from a game, they didn't flaws, victory, fatalities, and finish him. Yeah, I didn't hear any of those more than four or five times. Yeah, these like, are your catchphrases. Cash, cash in on your catchphrases. I like how they also did what Street Fighter sort of didn't do, which is like they try to put too much story into it. Whereas this one's like, look, we know what we are. People want to see fighting. Let's do it. So um, let's do the catchphrases and stuff like that. Let's not try and sort of overthink this like they did for Street Fighter. But then also maybe make it an hour shorter. <laughs> yes. If this was like five to ten minutes of the soundtrack and some fights, Chef's Kiss, this would have been incredible. Yeah. Went on for too so, long. Oh, and that, that Sonya Kano fight. Yeah. On the sand. Heart, so if from one angle, it's very, very serious and they're fighting and Shang Tsung whatever his name was, looks very angry, is very serious. And then another camera angle, looking at the fight in a different way, there's a crowd behind them, like, cheering and jumping. And then it switches, and the crowd is just... It's his, like, his little offside. It's his little henchman. Like, they're just standing there. They're very staunch. They don't move. And then it turns to that angle, and they're, like, jumping and cheering again. The crowd reaction shots in this movie are worth the price of admission alone. Like... They there is some people who have never been on a set before <laughs> in this movie, and it's very obvious. <laughs> and a lot of um, very muscly men. Oh, and um, Kano eating that chicken, Ugh. that turkey. Oh man, and he just throws it away. He's like yeah. takes a bite and just throws it. Oh, it's gross. He's um, King Henry. You'll find out. Uh, it's going to be so hard to pick one. It's like it's it's probably like it's probably one of the worst months for me. For, to, to be honest. Like of, oh. of of movies, I've I found it very hard to find like anything. I I kind of wish I watched Desperado. So I like so I I kind of think that that would have <laughs> been guaranteed the best movie I would have watched. Should have watched Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, US box office: The Waterworld was uh, um, number one. So <laughs> the greatest trick that <laughs> Kevin Costner ever pulled. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dangerous Minds number two. Mortal Kombat. Sorry. Number three, something to talk about. Number four, who went to see that? Uh, any woman between the ages of 20 and 70. Do you um, think there was, you know how we had conscription films like, hey, join the army, it's good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we had white men around the country going, we need to make our wives want to stay with us? <laughs> Julia Roberts stays with her husband. And you could say, like, so they, then they go, yeah, all right, honey, all right. I know that we've had our problems, but I'm not Dennis Quaid and something to talk about. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're not as bad as him. Hey, it's <laughs> not like I slept with half the town. It's just four of them. <laughs> I'm not Dennis Quaid. <laughs> That's the now, new- let's go to the cinema and see the new rom-com. I'm sure it's cute. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, a different... Um, angle than, than these days and then babe was take they um was number five um then for australian box office unfortunately for so this is week by week of august for the first week was under siege two mm. species mm. was up there for two weeks um, people didn't then, know what it was about obviously yeah and then, <laughs> um 
Judge Dredd uh, was up there for a week, and then Apollo 13 rounded out the month. So Nice diversity, though, Australia. <laughs> Take it all in. Yeah. Uh, so let's go on to TV. So in TV we had um, a lot of US premieres. That we're not in we're not in pilot season yet because September is coming up and that's that's always always pilot time. Looking forward to that because I think a few long running shows will come out um, then. But we had a couple of I wanted to look into the one. There was one called uh, Exit Fifty Seven, which was the, one of the first uh, sketch comedy shows that um, featured Stephen Colbert. Um, also had Amy Sedaris on it um, and. I didn't get a chance to watch like a lot of it, but you can watch. I think you can't watch whole episodes, but there's little bits you can watch on YouTube of that, and that's that was pretty good. Um, you'll see a bunch of people that will then go on to like these days. You know, they're now the mainstays in comedy in the US. So especially Stephen Colbert, obviously. And then I think the next because I know the day, the Danny Carvey show has been around, and he was on that. And yeah. then they'll. Um, no, that's, he's really funny in that. <laughs> and then uh, they'll we'll have uh, the late, uh, not late night. Um, the Daily Show will um, have Stephen Colbert on it. Like I think from the two thousands onwards, sort of thing. Um, we also had another show called uh, Nowhere Man, which I wanted to watch. This seems like there's like a lot of these shows around at the same time. Like The Pretender being the one that I was like really into. But like this guy basically gets his entire memory or his, his entire existence um, ex- uh, erased from from history. And mm. then he has to sort of piece it back together, but he can sort of be other people. And like again, you can't find a lot of it. It only went for a season. Um, it's got really, it's got eight point five out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> like a lot of these plays, like all these shows are cancelled. Were cancelled in their first series, but have got like a lot of love these days for it. So maybe we'll end up on Tubi or Plex because that seems to be where everything goes to die these days. <laughs> like the amount of stuff I found on those those streaming those free service streaming services lately for um like for different things i'm like this is ridiculous it's just it's so good that's where jeffrey was yep so seriously Tubi and plex especially if you like 80s horror and martial arts my lord is like the best you yeah you have to suffer through like you know three ads but who gives a shit like you're looking at your phone anyway um that's, um, <laughs> that's almost two thousand people that have voted for nowhere man too so that's, that's a decent rating yeah yeah um, we also have a mo- um, one called Live Shot, which is um, it was set in a uh, fictional um, television station in, in Los Angeles. Um, again, like I think they st- uh, they were touching on a lot of um, uh, issues that are that the major sort of shows wouldn't touch, like you know, gay rights and and um, and uh, feminism and stuff like that. So these are all shows that I don't know whether like <laughs> they just weren't ready. Like they probably would go pretty well now. But it just wasn't ready. Like the mainstream of America wasn't ready for it. It's like, oh, there's too much thinking for me. Let's put um, gladiators on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we also have uh, Sailor Moon, which I uh, look. I'm not a huge anime guy. Um, yeah. And my, I'm I'm sorry that my uh, my social connection with Sailor Moon is usually gross guys wanting girlfriends to dress up as Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my sort of my benchmark there, but like I know that it's a, it's, a, it's a great show, and like a lot of people um, who aren't gross um, like it for for, <laughs> for a lot of, for a lot of like, like the decent reasons. Um, so and then we also had Aeon Flux, which was part of that uh, on SBS on Saturday nights 
um, they would play uh, Aeon Flux. Uh, it's like a, it's, it's, I suppose it's anime, but it's, I think it's like it's like a slightly different type of animation. They did a movie with um, Charlie Theron a while ago, which I don't think was very well received. <laughs> no, I think it came at the wrong time. Yeah, um, but yeah, this was that. I think it's that. Uh, was they actually... also had a white woman playing a role that was probably not for a white woman. It was um, on that show called Eat Carpet on Saturday nights on... Yeah. Uh, yeah, before they showed, like, the nudie movie. <laughs> uh, what, are you, so that's... what are you talking about? There was... What? <laughs> before they played erotic ghost story number three or whatever. Um, they had... Uh, so, yeah, that's that's all the stuff. That's all the premieres for this month. Uh, but w- before we go on to music, we've got our mainstay... Uh, segment where we go through Ben goes through all the uh, guests that were on Conan O'Brien we're huge Conan O'Brien fans here he does he goes through all the guests that were on Conan O'Brien he listens to the tune of my god my lord and saviour thank Mr. you Mr. William yes. Joel uh, Rainforest Warrior uh, <laughs> he um, one show uh, wonder he struggles every week to realise the, the melody and tune to uh, We Didn't Start the Fire um, a lot of times I cut, I just want to, as a loyal listener of the show, I just want to let you know that there is usually a good two to three minutes that I cut out of Ben trying to get the, the melody right <laughs> to we didn't set the fire before I actually like play it. So just You know what's funny as well? Um, that majority of the time you were talking about those other shows, I was like, like I'll look at the first two names and be like, "What is the tune and how's it gonna go?" Because I want to do it as quickly as the song goes. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it, it it's hard. It's as like you may you, have heard. It's like you 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 dislike him so much that you just don't want to let like, let it just like live in your brain forever. One of the greatest songs ever written by anyone ever. No, like I know the tune, but every, it's it's if you, if you know a song and you know the lyrics to it, but every time you listen to that song, the lyrics were different. It fucks you up. Okay. No, this you is don't know on. what it's like. No, this is going on air anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, typical. All right, so I'm going to... Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm going to count it, count you in. So, okay. Three, two, one, go. Linda Hamilton, Ariana Huffington, Anna Nicole Smith, Louise Fletcher, Dan Hayder, Tony Randall, Jenny McCarthy, Mary Ellen and Kiss, Danny Glover, Russell Crowe, <laughs> Ed Burns, Richard Lewis, John Cicada, Bill Mayer, Tommy Davidson, Sergio Parker, Isaac Mazzari, August 11th with Unknown, Alfonso Diamante, Piazza Dara, Mickey Spurlane, Charles Grodin, Don Wasson, Melanie Myron, Peter Gallagher, Don Novella <laughs> as Father Gutierrez Saducci, Lisa Anthony, New York Lieutenant Governor, Betsy McCorkey, Don Marina Vendela, Eric Stoltz, Wayne Newton, Isabella Rossellini, Burt Ward, Sella Ward, Keith Cardine, that's August. Oh, 46. 46. You know, I <laughs> had to battle with the Rosellas too. They've, they've come in. They've got the numbers. <laughs> that and August 11th, they don't have a list of guests. Oh, nice. Which threw me off because I really wanted in the middle to just go shaggy, shaggy. Um, but it just it just didn't happen for me. Also, my mate uh, Eddie Brickle was on there. Eddie Brickell. Eddie Brickle. <laughs> oh God! Fuck off. And Everclear. Remember Everclear? Ah, uh, do I remember Everclear? Um, I'm actually considering going going seeing Everclear next month. Oh. Mm. <laughs> on, on your own. 
That would matter. All right, let's move on to music. Everclear. No. Um, <laughs> let's go to the Aria charts and still hold me, thrill me, kiss me, and killing me. You two, um, who have just re- have you heard about their album? They're just gonna they're gonna do. No. They're doing reimagined songs of their past. So there's like, oh. So each band member has picked like eight or ten songs, and they're just doing a re-recording of it. And I believe they released. Um, maybe one, like the song one, and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't think it's any better. I think it's oh. <laughs> so yeah. I know it's just we can't write anything new, so we're just gonna redo our old ones. I mean, a lot of other bands do that. They'll just like go and remaster or remix it. So this is like these are these are very, why not re-record it? These are very different. So well, not I mean, yeah, okay, so... not he's different, but like, um, look, oh, hey, look, hey, hey, I'm not, <laughs> not, not a. Uh, out for Bono. I'm just saying, like, it just seems very weird to do. So, um, and then we also had Jan, Jan, Arden, Insensitive. Um, Good song. And we had uh, Kiss from a Rose from Seal in the RA charts because mm. uh, we were still in Batman Forever Fever. And then in the Billboard charts, they had TLC, Waterfalls, and also Seal, Kiss from a Rose. So he had Seal time, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, now, I um, I was very happy with this, the releases because a lot of people and you you will also think that there's this a slam dunk of what it's going to be my favorite. But like you know, there's there's, there's a few things that I really dug in this list. So let's go through them. Is, we got is there tones. a slam dunk? I feel like there's a there is a battle. Uh, we got uh, Deftones. Um, Raekwon, uh, Boards of Canada. Oops. There's Super Suckers. You wait your turn, Super Suckers. Um, <laughs> Palace Music, Less Than Jake, Colin James, Ben Harper, CIV, Whale, Letters to Cleo, The Mountain Goats, Ben Folds 5, Rocket from the Crypt, Luna, Super Suckers, Southern Culture on the Skids, uh, Garbage, Brian Wilson, Blind Melon, Rancid, Dishwala. The Selector, Brian Jonestown Massacre, Faith Evans, and Pran. Now, Oof. two of my favorite artists of all time. Actually, you know what? Probably like three, four. This is like uh, this is this is this is my this is this could just be my my daily playlist for some of these things. <laughs> um, yeah. But I want to know what you were what you were into. I'm thinking that you're a bit of a Ben Harper fan. Correct. Yeah. Um, I will mention that I refuse to mention Morrissey. Um, yeah, they put him on it. Yeah, he can eat shit. Um, look, I did. I did try a fair bit. I went back to Letters to Cleo because I did like them. Yeah, once upon a time, nothing really caught me. It's a bit um, of the road. Yeah, yeah. You did not make mention of Bet Midler, who had an <laughs> album out called Bet of Roses. <laughs> uh, Sorry, <laughs> come on, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't listen to that, uh, but I think I can't remember. I don't know her songs by name, but I'm sure there's some decent stuff on there. Uh, but I didn't listen to it. Um, Mountain Goats. This is still too early. Mountain Goats for me. Okay, so this um, is um, it's this, a bit rough. This is a Sweden um, 
album and it's it's back in the time where he was recording it into a boombox um this the next few albums will be like that and this is like but this is like the charm of like and i i will say that um when i first started listening to him i did go back into those times and like it's something that you need to build to you need to listen to the full band stuff i think to really yeah. and there's like there's but there's also like died in the wool um mountain goats fans that think that the full band is the travesty and it should only ever be <laughs> like and it's just like there's they're, they're like the pearl jam fans of the mountain goats community so yeah yeah um but yeah, I, I, I look. It's it's not my favorite of of Mountain Goats by far, but it's it's good to see where it all started. Um, Did you try out Brian Jonestown at all? I don't like them. I don't know why. I try to yeah, like. Yeah, didn't. Them. I don't like them. Same. I think I'm not going to compare them to Fugazi, but they are my new Fugazi. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to like you, but you're not pushing my buttons just yet. I didn't. I don't like them that much, but like the guitar tone on Deftones, pretty good. <laughs> Um... I didn't even listen to them. Oh, slow down, Deftones. It's not 2001 yet. Yeah, this is. This is. I mean, I can understand why people get into them. Like that's like we. Um, I was into the. <laughs> me and my sons have been playing. Uh, Sonic Team Racing, which is like the Sonic version of Mario Kart, and so <laughs> I've been listening to this sound, this playlist while. While playing that, and it's pretty good to play a video game too. <laughs> it's pretty like fuel charged and stuff like that so yeah, yeah pretty good um anything else that you were uh garbage obviously okay. let's talk about garbage okay garbage from the instant that i, I heard um shirley manson and garbage i fell in love with them i loved them they were they're one of my favorite groups ever um oh i and like at the time it was one of those ones where like i so the couple times i bought the album and then got rid of it because like you know I was supposed to be into punk and stuff like that. Garbage, I've always kept and held on to. Like their this album in particular, and this, it's worth because I was like, oh, like it, it could almost con- contest with another album on here as like my favorite because I really like Ooh. this one. But there are a couple of songs on here that are, um, aren't that great. I would say that uh, this, I mean, that starts off with Super Vixen, which I think is one of their best songs, um, and then. They had like six singles from this album. Like it was, it was a, it was a, it was quite a thing. And I was also quite enraptured with Shelley Manson. <laughs> so yeah. I think that sort of, um, you know, fed my addiction to it as well. But yeah, I'm very, very huge garbage fan here. So oh, uh, I'm not a huge gar- garbage fan, but uh, I quite like them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's some bangers on here that you cannot be denied. That will be. Yeah. In the contention for a, a top ten at the end of the year, I'm sure. Yeah, so you got Supergirl, uh, Only Happy When It Rains, Queer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you listen to Dishwalla? I did not. <laughs> they got this song called Counting Blue Cars, which is. <laughs> they got, it's got like a. Let's go get to the chorus. This. They kind of get the same the Creed treatment. Like he was like they're like a very good facsimile of like Pearl Jam and Live and like yeah of the big bands. But you you got to get to the the chorus hand. Yeah, 
So that's Counting Blue Cars. Um, I, th- I quite th- like that. I should listen to that. There's the and this this is this is the the uh, the edgy thing about it. Tell me your thoughts on God. And there's a bit at the end where he's like, I really like to meet her. Oh, oh, oh. Dishwalla. Hang on. That's not God right. Is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Um, as much as like they're the butt of like a lot of alternative music jokes, <laughs> not bad stuff. There's like oh, there's another one they had in there like it had a really good riff. It sounds some decent pull rock to me. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I, the more I listen to it, I'm like, oh man, I like Dishwaller now. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you have the floor for a minute for some Rancid or Super Suckers or whatever okay. garbage you want to talk about? So, well, I'll start with Super Suckers. Like, that was, I, I, my brother was really into Super Suckers. Um, and I read, like, the song Born with the Tail that was on this, this, the playlist I gave you, like, probably one of their most um, well known songs. And, I used to sort of sing along to it. Um, Love that song. Um, This song, Mm. the sacrilegious sounds of the soups, like it was taken from the Simpsons episode where Homer gets a waffle off the roof and says, "Mm, sacrilegious. (laughs) 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 Um, It's really good sort of like a punk, Garage rock, like there's a few songs in here like that are a little bit dated. There's a song called Double Wide, where he talks about white trash, and some of the lyrics can be a bit like in bad taste. But um, you know, but knowing the band, you're like, you know, it's a piss take sort of thing. Um, they have a song in here called Marie, which is one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and My Victim is probably one of my favorite songs uh of of theirs as well. So it's a solid album. Um, and if you've never sort of looked into Super Suckers, it's probably it's probably like best launching pad you could you could get for them. Okay, so rancid about it, rancid. Yeah. Now come the walls. Look, I know people have a, have a now now have a polarized view of rancid. You either like him or you don't like him, and that's usually because of Tim Armstrong. And Tim Armstrong can be also a very polarizing person. Full disclosure: I have a I have a ill. <laughs> ill-informed or ill-got rancid tattoo on my right shoulder <laughs> which you know I might not have thought but you through. still like them right so, I like you know. him I like him but like this is the one, only one of my tattoos I'm like hmm maybe you shouldn't have um but at least they didn't change their logo eight times and you've got yeah. an outdated one true um I so the, the the reason I like this they were the reason that I got into punk rock so heavily and this album in particular i listened to like just in the same amount of times i learned every single bass um i learned the bass to every one of these songs i learned the guitar to every one of these songs um i could i could literally play it by muscle memory um i was i spent some time in hospital in 96 i think and that's when i got gifted a tape of it from my brother and that's when i started like my obsession with it and it never like you know it's like I wouldn't have been in bands if it wasn't for Rancid. So, and I wouldn't have played bass to the extent that I have if I wasn't for Rancid. So it's like, yeah, this is a landmark album for me. Um, it'll always be in my top 
five of all time. Um, Sometimes nostalgia just wins. Yeah, it's constantly... And not just the nostalgia, but then what, yeah, like you said, what it's done yeah. to your life. And... Yeah, like this is this is a, you know, they were, they were the first band, well, no, probably like Pearl Jam, I'd, I'd sort of really gotten into and, and got a bit nerdy with it, but like with this band, it was it was like I had to know every single, you know, I, I got like, you know, paid way too much for like vinyl EPs <laughs> and, and, you know, found like, you know, bootleg shows and all that stuff like I, I i did as much research into rancid as one possibly could um during my teenage years um yeah <laughs> who needs girls when you can like you know subsequently follow a band um did get to did, did get the um opportunity to see him um in 1998 uh one of my first real punk rock shows saw even saw a, <laughs> two skinners beating up the guy with the mohawk i'm like oh wow <laughs> the songs are yeah. right um <laughs> when they were supposed to play the was supposed to play Thebden Theatre and didn't sell enough tickets, so they actually got it got changed to the Royal Hotel, which is a very nice. very small venue. Um, and yeah, we um, probably one of the best the best uh, experiences of my entire life of just being on the gate um, or on the fence and just um, watching this 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 show. It's just um, luckily yeah. back in the day where if you didn't sell enough, you either just played to less people or you moved to a smaller venue. Mm. No, yeah. uh, no one's coming. We just we'll just skip it. Which is insane money. because, like, I mean, the amount of people that like wish they could have been there now would have filled the Thebiden like twice over, and yeah. then you know, and then for reasons that we'll get into no doubt at some point, um, they haven't come back to Australia <laughs> ever mm. since then. Um, but yeah, this uh, this album is is special and. Um, it will never not. It's 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 consistently good um, throughout the entire thing. Um, I don't and... know if I've mentioned this before, and I don't want to ruin the moment, but I never did any rancid research. And <laughs> when Laura took me to see them, I thought I was hearing black coat, white shoes, blacker hat. <laughs> black the a boys hat. a giant bum. Yeah, that's 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 what they originally wanted to do. But then the record company said, like, make a time bomb. So he's like, no, one giant bum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can still to this day now and I even know what he's saying I still I just hear a giant bum what, that's just um, what where, I picture because I've seen Tim Armstrong where, yeah where did you where did you see him uh, we went to what was it called Riot Fest in Chicago oh okay yeah. um, and then we saw them the following night at the House of Blues in Chicago nice yeah it was alright um <laughs> uh I want to say... I also wanted to talk about this band. I was never cool in school. It's the beginning of something very magical. You don't know this? Oh, I know it. I had so much fun listening to this album. <laughs> I love Ben Folds Five a lot, and I've watched, I've listened to the next one, the next uh, album, quite a lot. But I've never really given this one a chance. I like Underground, obviously, but yeah, this is a lot of fun. What do you do? You like Ben Folds Five? I am a big BFF fan. Okay, but aside from Underground, I I've obsessively listened to the following album which I'll try and wait until we get to it. <laughs> so I'd never delve back much into this one other than Underground, 
there's not a whole lot else that really stacks up against Jackson Canary's the following really album. Good. I like, I, that's the first track. That's really cool. I really liked also, um, is it uh, Jennifer or, um, or Julianne, sorry. Um, and Uncle Walter's not, that's always good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I, to me, was... Underground is just the, the, the start of the following album. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have not done this album, taken Underground, held onto it for two years, and yeah. you would make a perfect album even better. Underground's amazing. The rest of it is, it's not quite there yet. I liked, um, and like, I don't like, a distortion pedal on bass, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen with Ben Folds Five, and he. Ah, oh, they do it so good. Yeah, like it's it's the only it's the only band I'll give a <laughs> I'll give a pass to. <laughs> um, like everyone gives a shit what I think. Um, but yeah, like it's you know when when you haven't got like the the musicianship of these songs. Um, I I went and actually tried to play some of the bass too, and it's it's, it's insanely hard. Like it's it's a really really well-oiled musician machine it's just ridiculous how yeah. and i i don't know the i don't know the true um reason for the breakup and him going solo like i i get the feeling like he might be a bit of a perfectionist maybe i don't know <laughs> um but yeah i i um i love ben falls five and um it was very fun to listen to this again um other uh lesson jake i oh, know this was like I, I think they actually a lot of these songs were on the next album as well. Um, I love, I love the fact that there's a ska band on every single playlist this this uh, this year. This has made me very, very happy. <laughs> love it. Uh, Palace music I really liked as well. It was, it was a bit dreary, a bit sort of Bill Row, but like that's um, Bonnie Prince Billy and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's decent sort of uh, background ambience for music. Um, and I also didn't mind Rocket from the Crypt. Um, I know that like a lot of them I also liked I don't like this band but I love this um baby will you eat that there snack cracker in your special outfit for me this is Southern Culture on the Skids and I is this from a movie because I've heard this before mm. somewhere it sounds like a lot of that is this in Cable Guy <laughs> Sounds like a cable guy thing. Maybe <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, that was yeah, Southern Culture on the Skids. Um, we got one banger to finish on. Is that right? Yeah, it was uh, Ben Harper. Yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, I I um I really liked his, his the, the album before this. Um, this one I actually I mean I know this is this is like his oh. big breakthrough one, wasn't it? Uh, what well, I don't know how it went like commercially and what it did for him but this is maybe my favorite okay maybe diamonds yeah. on the inside is also very good they're, they're similar um just this one down awesome when you um, talk about musicianship, he's a very good guitarist um, yeah. or just strings player as well. Uh, his voice is so good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I this, look, this whole album, like it starts off, I was obsessed with the first three songs. I would listen to them on repeat. Yeah. Um, and then I finally gave the rest of it a go. Burn One Down, um, Excuse Me, Mister, is quite an interesting little tale. Like it's... Yeah, he's he's very very good. He's very, he's very talented. Um, 
but Oppression and Grand on Down and Another Lonely Day is, for me, one of the best starts to an album. Right. That, okay. That I know. I um I have to um say like I I listened to the ones that are on the playlist, but I didn't really, really delve into the album that much. So I have to get back into that because yes, yeah. you will. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when you tell me to enjoy a scar pop music. Like yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. But like no, you will listen to this. Depression. We talked with Shannon uh, recently about dreary songs, and I think he's he's the right kind of dreary for me. Yeah, I think he's got like I always found him like a bit hopeful at the same time. Maybe like he's like sort yeah, of, yeah. Um, look, there's a bunch of other songs. I I I didn't sort of get to listen to a lot of it because I was yeah I was pretty much. Um... If you're ever feeling sad and you want to be sad, but you you but you don't. Yeah. Um, another lonely day. It took me a long time to realize it's it's basically everybody hurts, right? Like I always thought, like if I was sad, if there was a breakup, or something gone wrong, like I'm gonna listen to another lonely day because life is cruel and I can't wait to die. Um, <laughs> but you really listen to it, and like you said, like he is very hopeful. It's it's like he's gone through a breakup, but it's the best thing that could have happened. Like it's it's sad, but it's the right thing to do. And everything's yeah. going to be fine, and you'll be better off. Which is good, um, yeah. But again, like he just does it so. It's just so sad. But it's oh, not supposed to be. Oh, yeah. it's genius. I don't, I don't think I can listen to that while I'm watching, while I'm playing um, Team Sonic Racing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Unless you're in last place. Another <laughs> lonely day. Unless you're intentionally in last place so that your son can win. <laughs> Another lonely day in the back so my son can win. Um. <laughs> Cool. Well, let's do best. Uh, that's 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 everything I got. Um, best movie, yeah. best album, best song. Oh, man, best movie. Um, I just don't know. Dangerous Minds is my easy pick. I, I there's no doubt. There's no question. I can't not pick yeah, it. I, think I liked it too much. I think I like. I would actually. I, I would say that Babe would be the only one that sort of. Um, uh, but then the, the loss of Forty Eight Pigs. <laughs> kind of leaves a bad well, taste they, in your mouth. <laughs> they used 48. I'm just, it doesn't say that they were immediately slaughtered, but I can't okay. imagine they all went to great homes afterwards. Um, I kind of feel like I want to do Babe, hey? Oh. Yeah, I think I think just for pure happy and um, just uh, that dance that he does at the end, <laughs> I always love. Um, I, I, I really like um, Magda Zabansky in, in it too. I didn't sort of talk about it yeah. enough. Um, and James Cromwell is great as like the sort of softly spoken. He reminds me of my papa um, in this movie quite a lot. It was just, um, and there's a bit where it's, sorry, I should have talked about this in the actual film section, but like um, there's a bit where he's, he's made this like really intricate doll's house for his granddaughter. And he gives it to her on Christmas day. And she's like, she like screams and says, "I wanted the one in the toy store," and he doesn't get ang- <laughs> he doesn't get angry at all. He just sort of like smiles to himself. He's just like, oh, "All right," and it's like, and I remember like when I was watching this with my son, this was when when we just had one child, and um, you know, he was like two or three, and like can be pretty uh, um, frustrating at times. 
that way that he that he uh, handled that situation kind of informed my parenting a bit. I was just like, look, he spent yeah. like months on this like doll's house, and this this girl's basically said like, fuck off, I don't want it. And he, all he does is just smile and like, oh, just be more like a. Um, the farmer in Babe, <laughs> Farmer Hoggett. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I'm gonna give it to Babe. Um, be more like him, but maybe don't be like, uh, if you want the the ridiculous vegan activist that he is now, because he's he's full on. Oh, he, Kudos he, to him, but like he, he he glues himself to stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's intense. Um, and out come the walls by answered in my favorite album. Um, no, no, uh, and then my. What's your favorite album? I've been Harper, without yeah, a doubt. Um, now my song, um, I was going, it was going to be Born with a Tail, um, but I was like, I don't know, like that, that could get into my top ten. I really have to. Um, Underground. No, it's it's going to have to be garbage. Oh. It's going to have to be Val oh. by Garbage, um, which I think is just the best song on that album. Um, it's just it's the one. I think it's one of the first clips that came out and it was the one that they used to put on the ad that was advertising the album at the time. Uh... Yeah, so Val is... I don't even Val. know it. It's the one that's like, I came to cut you up, I came to turn you around. Nah, only happy when it rains. Yeah, I uh, look. I, it's, there's a bunch of good, um, good songs in this album, but um, I think "Vow" is the best one. There's one that like, I um, equate with "Garbage" all the time. Uh, what about your song? Underground, Ben Folds Five. Nice. Um, it's it's the it's the best song. I mean, Ben Ben Harper would be up there with uh, songs, but he's already got the album. So, <laughs> Underground I, I, is like the beginning of Ben Folds Five's greatness. I do think that um underground will be uh making an appearance in the top 10 yeah um, it's uh, it's already on a short list but now as we'll a see. uh um, i'm not sure what comes next but like when we get to our september episode i'm gonna have to give you like a everyone a bit of a uh a warning that that one's gonna be huge oh. <laughs> the um the movies for that is just like the list is just ridiculous and i believe that the um the album's release was and also we got the pilots um so yeah, just uh, maybe listen to that in two parts. I don't know, but it's gonna it's gonna be huge. Uh, but thanks for listening to this one. Uh, thanks for your time. Uh, we uh, you can get in contact with us at livingthepastpod at gmail dot com. You can also check it out on Instagram. We also have started a new thing called Substack, uh, where we um, we post the episode up in there too for the that you can what you can listen to it through there. It also includes stuff like last week i i included a um story that got, it kind of got cut for time um we talked about tlc and their bankruptcies but um there was just it was just it was running a bit long so i cut it but i've put the uh reading material up there so you can um read through what yeah. we were going to talk about that's handy. and then um yeah and then um uh very soon uh there'll be uh might be a well there will be a newsletter that we're going to be doing each each time we're going to be i'll be delving back into the 80s a bit and 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 doing some meta she wrote <laughs> we're doing a meta she wrote <laughs> um so yeah just uh just keep uh, keep an eye and all you have to do is you have to just uh if you look up um i'll put a link up on the um instagram uh but yeah just, you can just subscribe and then you'll get all our posts in your email uh when they come out so you just subscribe to us and it doesn't cost anything 
Um, it's just extra content that you might be into. Um, and yeah. And just a little you. bit of your precious time. Yeah, and we might even bring one up for the um for do you think on spooky? So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's also a podcast that we do. You can check it up. We'll get back into that. I know we keep promising it, but we'll get back to that very soon. It's just been uh, a crazy a crazier month uh, this month than what we thought. So, uh, but thanks very much, and yeah, we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bangam.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.